Okay, it's 8.59. You guys ready to start another day? No. I got to tell you, ever since you guys have been fighting over management, I've just become lazier and lazier. We never took away your role, though. Yeah, but I don't think three employees need three different managers. So if you're claiming to be regional district manager, I'm not going to do anything. There's assistant manager... Regional manager and regional district manager. You think Jerry would approve wheelies for us? Wheelies? Yeah, like the shoes that have like the wheel in it so you can like skate and walk. I think we get shit done faster. Those are heelies. Heelies? I thought they were wheelies. No. No, heelies are, the name comes from a wheelie. Fuck. A heel wheelie. Yeah. Maybe Heelys is the off-brand of the wheelie. No, Heelys is the brand. I don't think Wheelies is a brand of shoes. Huh. Anyway, those would be pretty sweet. Open, open the door. What are you doing? Isn't the whole point that you could be discreet with the Heely? I don't want to open the door. I want to figure this thing out first before yeah. we let's open just, the store. Let's just talk about this. We're going to be late, guys. For who? There's nobody out there. It's, it's just us. You know Jerry's going to call. There's nothing going on. If he calls, he'll call at the last 10 minutes of the shift, and mm-hmm. maybe it'll be exciting. That could be – well, that's an interesting strategy. We just wait until the last 15 minutes of the day to open the store, and then there's been time for a crowd to build up. There's suspense, anticipation. Yeah. That's what we we should just be open fifteen minutes a day, dude. No, you got we gotta we gotta get in early. We gotta walk around the store. We gotta put the movies back on the shelves. We gotta walk into the porno room. We gotta check and, the and bathroom when, beers. When you're checking the porno room, like if you knock something over with your ass, you can pick it back up. By the way, are you saying I have a fat ass? I mean, it's. Thick with two C's. Don't get me wrong. You should be proud of what you got back there. But I'm just saying, while you're dancing, listening to your fucking Black Roses soundtrack, it's clean a, up after yourself. It's a beautiful soundtrack. Okay. All right. I just I just taped these uh, rolls of tape to my shoes. I'm calling these uh, wheelies now. <laughs> well, we're never gonna test them out if we don't go in the store. What? We're already in the store. Damn, I think. I think the, we don't turn around the sign from the outside, dude. The sign is inside. <laughs> I thought we were outside still. You, well, that's because the lights aren't on here. We I'm also haven't sure. turned the lights on, so it's it seem it's so early. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna wheel over to the light switch and flip it on. Okay. Whoa. Ah! Yeah, you made it a whole two feet. All right. Uh, uh, cracked that my, ankle. My wheelie's broke. I'm bleeding out. Stop taking my ideas. My It'll bl- be all right. Dude. My blood is so thin. Hey, drink it. <laughs> that's not going to replace it where I need it. You put it back in you. It'll work. I need yeah, it in my vein. That's why you suck on your finger whenever you cut your finger. Fine. I'm Your wrong. body knows what to do with it. She's sick, fuck. Damn, this is doing something for me. <laughs> Gotta get the blood back in me, dude. 
I need you to put your big ass between me and Karan. Oh, this blood reminds me of uh, the House of the Devil from 2009 here on the Five Day Rentals podcast. Dan, you owe me. You owe me. I'm going to sue you for the fucking wheelies, dude. (laughs) This is a terrible design you came up with. You're going to owe Jerry for those tape dispensers. No, Dan. (laughs) Can't go on workman's comp either. That's not covered, bro. It's from the damages I'm going to recover. Yeah, the store wasn't open, so you can't claim workers' comp. I'm suing Dan over the design of the wheelies that was faulty. Talk to my lawyer, bro. Nothing to do with the store. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals Podcast. We are the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun non-genre category. Uh, This category is Black Magic, and this week's pick is The House of the Devil from 2009. I'm closing it out. As always, I'm Laundry Dan, and I'm here with my... uh, Two other fearless, good-looking co-hosts, Bunkran. I put your names together. You see what I did there? Mm-hmm. But I got the first syllable, so that's fine. Um, I knew that was gonna we're happen. we're good-looking guys. Mm-hmm. For, for the best, I'd say. Guys. Yeah. Who's clicking away? Dan. Um, I'm opening some notes here. Oh, so you need me to continue to fill? Yeah, if you want. I would say Kron, most handsome. Really? Oh, That's you. fair. I think the, I think Kron is, the stash does a lot for him. Mm-hmm. And he pulls off a good loafer and short combo. Mm-hmm. He's got good good legs for that. Now, Dan, I think you got the best little, little smirk. <laughs> women can't Women can't resist that. I got, the, got those. I got the longest tongue. Oh, I really can't resist that. Yeah. You, you also have those dark, squinty eyes, you know, that make you kind of mysterious. Yeah. It's like, what's he thinking about? I just can't hear you because I'm deaf. Or, or did, maybe it's a, did he just smell a fart? <laughs> maybe. Have you ever seen an, an attractive woman and smelt something bad at the same time? And it just really ruined it for you? No, I think I could push through. I'll give you an example. I was driving (laughs) through a neighborhood once, and I was like, oh, it smells like a fucking skunk or sewer or something. And right as like a very attractive jogger came around a corner, and my brain just connected the two. And I was like, well, normally I would just slow down and watch this lady, but uh, no, she stinks. This is her fault. Do you think? Away. Do you think she turned the corner though, and she saw you driving, and she was like, "Oh, that guy fucking reeks." I hope. I hope. Let's level the playing field. <laughs> she she got one of those grease cars. Hmm. That was a thing. What happened to that? 
Like, yeah, I fucking drive around with all the McDonald's uh, French fry oil. Fucking Ford shut that shit down, dude. Damn, dude. We'd have you people drinking gasoline if it wasn't. (laughs) It's kind of like, you know, how streaming and Spotify kind of helped mitigate pirating. I'm sure that Tesla's and other electric vehicles, people were probably like, it's not worth the effort to have to talk local McDonald's into giving me their fry grease and smelling like French fries all the time. Like, that was just a segue to my Tesla. So, yeah, that would be my theory. Now you got a battery that's $6,000. Yeah. You know, it worked one time, right? Like, the guy at McDonald's was like, yeah, you want the old grease? Cool. And then the next time that guy drove his car back, he was like, I'll sell it to you for $8 a gallon. Yeah. <laughs> where, else you, you? where else are you going to get it, asshole? I mean, mm-hmm. Next town over. You don't have enough How you oil. Gonna get over you don't have enough oil to make it, dude. <laughs> you ain't got you enough fry idiot. grease, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think you got better MPG dependent on like the location? Like is would like French fry oil give you better MPG than like a Bojangles chicken place? Or do you think like fried chicken oil is going to have more concentrated? Well, that's a good question. Is this clunky fried <laughs> yeah. chicken? Yeah, my engine's rattling from this clunky batter that's stuck in there. <laughs> <laughs> is that the only thing we pulled out of that whole movie that's the only thing worth pulling out of that movie yeah dude. pretty much <laughs> do do those cars have catalytic converters I don't know because Kron you might be interested in getting one of those if <laughs> I already got mine replaced so okay no, no worries Kron didn't have his stolen no he just went out that's what they told me. I mean, I don't know. Who's to say? You didn't get under there and look? <laughs> your mechanic stole your catalytic converter, yeah, bro. I think so. Wait. Anyway. All right, yeah, put another one on there, I guess. Yeah, it's probably just like a sensor, and he was like, oh, dude, your, your shit's all fucked up. You got money, right? You walk in here with those shorts and loafers. Mm-hmm. You always pay your can, bill on time. I, I can, can tell. I can see from the record here. Uh, guys, speaking of paying bills, um, guys, nice. guys, do any babysitting lately? Any houses out in the middle of nowhere? Not since the court case. That's a asked and answered. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that one, Bones. Hey, that joke was just hanging out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm a good comedian listener. No, I don't babysit. I just creep through windows. Right on. And wait for the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, the House of the Devil, guys. Uh, do we want to share some first thoughts? This was a first watch for me. Yeah? I yeah. only uh, babysat in Haddonfield, Illinois. <laughs> well, that was you? Mm-hmm. Oh, you better watch out, bro. There was like a whole thing that happened around it, dude. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if you... I think your story's about to come to an end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real soon. I heard the killer has Motherfucker. COVID. <laughs> oh, I hope that's it. I hope that's what it is. I Guys, hope COVID's what takes out Michael Myers. Fucking cough, hacking and coughing everywhere he goes. No. Mm-hmm. Michael Myers is COVID. What? Wait, what? <laughs> I don't. This should be. Uh, oh, should, shit. Dude, they took his mask off and he's a pangolin. <laughs> Blowing my mind, dude. Mid-September, we'll start getting all the all the TV stuff, I'm sure. Everywhere. What, for inns? Yeah. Yeah. And we'll be there opening day, baby. God. Opening night, Kron. There's probably a cool- Oh, I'm going early. It's going to be too spooky. There's probably a cooler horror movie coming out this- <laughs> Halloween season that we could what, watch. What has the balls to open up against Halloween ends? Probably some fucking Annabelle sequel mm-hmm. or prequel or yeah, something that you haven't heard of but will make a shit ton of money because hey man, seventeen-year-old girls and Cron Howard will be there because it's a doll movie. Mm-hmm. Just, is it a doll movie? Isn't Annabelle yeah, think, the doll? I think Annabelle's a doll. It might. I. But Annabelle is connected to Insidious. No, it's the. I thought it was the Conjuring. Conjuring. Okay. Yeah. All right, you kids, shut up. I'm going to tell you about the history of doll movies. Okay. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, Cron Howard, our doll movie expert. I'm sure we could get you into some pep rallies. Mm-hmm. You remember when we were in high school and they, you'd have like a random pep rally for some guy to talk to you about determination or some shit? I remember when we lived in Chicago, they had a guy who jumped rope. Like he was a professional jump roper. Okay. He did like the dances and shit and he was like jumping in and out of them. And the kids were running like after he's done, like getting his autograph and stuff. I was like... Just doing some jump roping, y'all. That's it. I've been uh, listening to all my music backwards this week. Fuck yeah, Kron. Mm-hmm. On purpose? Yeah, to hear messages oh, okay. from Satan himself. What do you got what for do you us? Terrifying. What can you what what did that mean? Well, what did you hear? You tell me, you're the dude that's doing it. There's a lot of just like... He's only a vessel, Dan. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Quit the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Quit the pod. Cron Howard wakes up every day, walks into the bathroom, grabs his toothbrush, and he's like, I'm going to quit this podcast today. Mm-hmm. I will quit this podcast today. I will quit this podcast today while he's like vigorously cleaning his house and shit. He's cleaning all those uh, peanut buttered knives he's left in the fucking They're sink. Spoons. I, remember, I, when I we, spoon. remember when we were allowed to talk about how good American Beauty was? I mean, what's this? And now it's somehow like Forrest Gump where we're not allowed to appreciate it. I mean, I get the spacey of it all, but. Maybe it'll come back around. I mean, but it has... I use a line from that movie all the time at work. 
Would you fuck me? Uh, oh, do you say, I'm sorry the house is such a mess? No. I say, uh, they're like, hey, Danny, you got a minute? For you, Brad, I got five. Okay. And they just look at me like, this guy's weird. And they have no idea what that's from. Do you then tell him about how you masturbate in the shower and it's the best part of your day? Well, I say, this is me jerking off in the shower. And I do it and they're like, hey, you need to go home, dude. I was like, all right. Okay. That's cool. I, 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 use a line. I use lines from the Let Me Be Frank video every day. How does that go? Let me be frank. <laughs> Talk about something I'm aware of, but we'll never watch. You never watch the, you should watch it just for fun. Nah, it's all right. Do you have any movie sayings at work, Bones, that you say and people are like? Hmm? Uh, specifically from Kevin Spacey, please. <laughs> hmm. Spacey specifically. No, I don't think so. You don't- I do say, I often say, I'm 37, I'm not old. Which is from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You don't drop any uh, Kaiser Sose on your coworkers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I did. I have a glass window between, like, my cage at work, like where my desk is, there's a window that on the other side of that, there's like a, a thing that they weld with, like a welder, but it's like an orbital welder. So a few times a day, there's like a guy sitting there and he's like welding stuff together. And one time I did kind of push my tit <laughs> like up against the window, like from the cable guy, which I guess is actually from, I forget the name of the other movie, some prison movie or whatever. But he got it. He was like, oh yeah, cable guy. Like, oh, thank God. He didn't like go over and like lick it. No. Nah. I'm. I'm again. You guys are the two better looking guys. So well, we didn't talk about tits. My glass. My glass tits don't get licked. <laughs> Only good girls get their glass tits lit. Glass tits licked. <laughs> Only good girls get their glass tits licked. That's how we warm up. That's a titty twister before the show. <laughs> I mean, a tongue twister. Shit. <laughs> That's the only way I can lick tits if they're pressed up against the glass. glass. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. <laughs> <sighs> what a slow opening here. Yeah, guys. Um, it sounds like you were super stoked to watch uh, The House of the Devil from 2009, directed by Mr. Ty West. Um, bit of a slow burn, yeah? Mm-hmm. Light the candle, let it kind of roll, baby. Like a candle in the wind? You think Elton John will do a version of that for the Queen? How did Elton John survive longer than the or longer than the Queen did? She was a lot older than he was. <laughs> That's, I, I retract my statement. Kron is one hundred percent correct. <laughs> Elton John's got to be seventy, right? Wait, I think she was ninety-six. Late seventies. Yeah, I get what Dan was saying. Twenty though. years. Like, yeah. He did drugs and shit. Yeah, but 20 years, like, that compounds the older you get. 
You're right. You can't be argued with. I know. He's real, dude, he's real smart today. He's like fucking on it. Yeah. I don't know. He got that new job and shit. Got a new haircut, got a new job. Just a candle in the wind. Everybody at work's like, hey, did you see that funny guy with I the would mustache? I would but I was just a kid. Your candle burned out. Help me. So let me. Long before. Was Candle the Wind was written way that before Diana died, right? Yeah, it was a song for Marilyn Monroe. Okay, that's right. Would have liked to know you. I, I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> Just a candle in the wind. Do you guys know any any more Elton? Is that Crocodile Rock? That's right. Yep. There's uh Oh, I prefer the the George Michael version of "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me." Um, and then well, my a- favorite's probably "I'm Still Standing." Because I'm a rocket man, burning out his fuse out. Is that that's, him? That's David Bowie. Is it? No, that's that's Elton John. Yeah, that's Elton John. David Bowie is Space Odyssey. Yeah, same thing. No, they're two very different songs. Fighting in the dance hall. <laughs> guys, I know, I know a shitload about music, guys. Yeah, dude. It's almost like you went to school for it or some shit. <laughs> That's too much personal information. Moving on. Gentlemen, The House of the Devil from 2009, directed by Ty West. During the 1980s, over 70% of American adults believed in the existence of abusive satanic cults. Another 30% rationalized the lack of evidence due to government cover-ups. The following is based on true, unexplained events. Some of us uh, still believe, Dan. Um, which part? The... Believe in satanic cults. <laughs> Some of us are still holding out hope. I don't know why he put in the lack of evidence due to government cover-ups. That was still unanswered I guess, as I've went, went through I this. took that as, as it was like kind of humorous by saying pretty much everybody did. One, I think, too, it's kind of like if you're willing to say everything bad that happens in my life is probably due to a satanic cult. It's like if there's no evidence that exists of that, then you can just 30 percent of those people will be like, clearly government cover up. Mm-hmm. Media, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Satan did exist and cults were at the height that this move, I mean, that people thought. Like Kron said, your first thought is like, why well, Why wouldn't they want to be in the government? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they do now when they talk about John Kerry drinking infant blood with Ooh. Oprah and shit, right? Fuck yeah, I'd, yeah, metal, dude. I'd, I'd say there's still a shitload of people that basically believe in satanic cults. 
Well, there's yeah. people that believe a vaccine has Satan in it. And that was well, last year. Definitely, there <laughs> are definitely satanic cults, but I don't think there's satanic cults high or cults high up in government. It did not help that the vaccine was swirling green liquid. <laughs> I mean, if you're coming out as a satanist, I'm voting for you. You got my vote. Yeah. Career suicide, dude. In fact, all those Supreme Court people, they should all be fucking atheists. That should be a requirement. Dude. It's talking high-level civ right now. All right. Um, All right. So you can't require that, though. But still, should be a requirement. You're being, you know, you're being hypocritical to the rule. That's how I get out of jury duty as well. He's telling me you're a fucking atheist. <laughs> They'll get you out of there real quick. Trust me. <laughs> Do you think a Can't Satanist a would be a... That would be Dan, a better play. Dan, do you not believe that you're... That when it says jury of the peers, you don't take that seriously enough to think like, well, if you were tried for murder, you would hope that you had somebody like you on your jury, Right. That's why I got. Don't you want rational people? I walked in one time, didn't say a word. They didn't ask me anything. Nothing. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm out of here. They called 12, and I was like, door's right over there. And they said, uh, 13th juror, boom, got me. I was like, he didn't even talk to me. Like, oh, you've been paying attention. We've noticed. I was like, god damn it. (laughs) Motherfuckers. You did literally the bare minimum that any human could do. So make sure you're not acting like you're paying attention. Oh, so you got to have a really good, like, dumb face, huh? Like, you never know, man. The attorneys might be like, atheist, dude. All right. But last time, they let me go. Like a weird little vocal tick would be funny. Tourette's? Yeah, I got You know those people? Well, that you know those people that like swallow too loud, like con- or they got the little. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah. But yeah, Gosh, I, your murder. I sat through two days of a trial. Permission to sniff the defendant's ass, <laughs> and I did not. <laughs> I did not get to uh, voice my opinion in the end end results. They sent me home. No. Fuckers. But I have never been called. Good breakfast spread, though. That's where our money's going. Oh, really? Yeah. Fresh fruit every day. Fucking. It was nice. Coffee and shit. It's like, all right. I like when people think about the fresh fruit. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't ever touch it. I want starches and <laughs> give me the donuts. Crap. Yeah, that Krispy Kremes there too every day. But uh, yeah, throw me up on the Capitol murder. Fuck yeah, I'll sit there all day, dude. Give me that hotel room, baby. Give me that whistle, that Polly Shore, baby, that jury duty. Would you also want a little Tia Carrera there with you? <laughs> Fuck yeah, who wouldn't? Yeah. Cron, she's a lady. I know who she is. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> bet you do. 
I got a gigabyte folder dedicated to her, dude. <laughs> Send that shit to me later. Anyway, we open into a kitchen. We have a girl looking out the window. She is startled by the uh, landlord here who asks if she likes the place. She said she has a good feeling about this girl and she didn't like the last person that she showed it to. Uh, they head outside. The landlord decides to waive her, her deposits and... We come to find out that our leading lady here is named Samantha. Is this realtor? Is this E.T. mom or mom from E.T.? It's D. Williams. Okay. Small part here, but yeah, she's been in quite a few cult classics through the years. Um, She decides to waive the deposits like she's got a good feeling about this one. Uh, this makes Samantha very happy. We cut to our title sequence here. Did you hear that burp? <laughs> and uh, No cutting that out. <laughs> it's all fresh, baby. We get, a, we get some very cool uh, freeze frames here as she's walking through the uh, back to her, the college, the local college here. Very it's like early a, 80s. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty early 80s opening of like even the slow zoom in on the opening credits as she's like standing just staring out the window. Uh, yeah. I don't know if this was shot on film, but it's like pretty grainy looking. There's some kind yeah. of either natural or digital. I'm not sure, but yeah, they've done something. The color correction is great. It really seemed like something you would watch on TV in the early nineties. Mm -hmm. Like that was 10 or 15 years old. It had that feel to me. Also, um, like a car's ripoff is like the the song that's playing while she's Unless, walking. Yeah, what is that? Life in whatever color the one from uh, Fast Times. Mm -hmm. Very reminiscent of that. Yeah, I, th I thought it was good though. I liked it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I did too. It's, it's just, just a bummer that it's literally just over her walking around. I was just trying to point out that it's like so, highly visually aesthetic right out of the gate. Like, yes. Uh, Samantha arrives back at her dorm room. She finds a sock on the door or the outside of the doorknob. Do, do you guys know what that means? It means somebody's boning in there. Oh, yeah, it does. Um, you hear it. And she hears her roommate making love noises. My next note. <laughs> Kron was about to say he's he's the one who always put the sock on the doorknob. He never. Nah, dude, I never put it on there in case they open it up and fuck threesome, bro. But if it's another dude, uh, I like, yeah, I come on, man, at, at your come dorm on, room. <laughs> yeah, I went to college. That's why you put your head towards the door. So if they come in, you lock eye contact and establish dominance. Now, come in. Heather, come on. It's the morning. Why don't you put some peanut butter on your balls? <laughs> it's like, Samantha, people bone in the morning. Like, there's no, I don't, I don't know why she said that. I think because she, pro when she left, they there. probably put the sock on the door. 
She probably came so by like, at the end of the night and they were boning and now she's back in the morning and they're still boning. Yeah. Well, obviously. Because at first I was like, well, that's the rule. But then when she's like, come on, it's morning. I took that as like, all right, it's probably been a few hours. It's a shared space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you should still be like, you get it, girl. You got to get your 40 winks in at some point. She Tommy. probably said that at 8 o'clock the night before when she left. Like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. It's going to take me 45 minutes to walk over to this house that I can't afford. <laughs> I'll be back. Samantha heads back outside, uh, passing an announcement board and rips off a phone number and that says, uh, babysitter needed. Well, we cut to Samantha leaving a message here on a payphone that she's interested in the job and gives her phone number. She hangs up and starts to walk away. And as she's walking away, the payphone starts to ring. Weird. Um, Samantha walks back and she kind of hesitates, but she answers it. There's a man on the and line. There's a guy eating cereal. <laughs> I start 69G. I never answer my phone. <laughs> she uh, she answers it and says... Who is this? Job. Oh, shit. Good call. Sorry, Dan. I walked over with my Tyler Durden bit. <laughs> Wait. Tyler Durden? Who's that? I'm sorry. Tomler Durden. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm feeling so strong, Dr. Brosnan. <laughs> So incredibly <laughs> strong. The man on the line says her name and says that, uh, ask if she's the one that left a message. Uh, Samantha's a bit puzzled here and ask how he got the payphone's number. Uh, the man passes over this question and asks if Samantha would meet him in front of this, I think it's the student services building, he says. Yeah. Um, do you think he's right just here? Hit star right. 69, or this is some sort of demonic telephone that he operates? I, was, I don't know if star 69 was a thing then. That's but. what I was wondering. I was like, I don't know if yeah, it might have been. I mean, this was supposedly shot in 83 or 84. So, what you mean, set? Yeah, set. Yeah, whatever. Not <laughs> shot. Sorry. Okay. So, this is a 23 year passion project for me. I. I really didn't want to Tipper's shoot it. Tipper's got the- nothing on this guy. <laughs> I filmed a lot of the telephone stuff in the 80s, but only now have I been able to figure out a way to make it a cohesive film. <laughs> the way uh, Tom Noonan pronounces advertisements, he says, that's where I hang up my advertisements. I was like, that immediately tells you this dude's no good. Mm-mm. Uh, Sam says, yeah, sure, right on, you know, I'll fucking meet you there, and the man hangs up. Sam heads back to her dorm room, grabs her bag. She waits in front of the building for a very long time, but nobody shows up. Uh, Samantha eventually leaves. Uh, We cut to Samantha having some pizza here with her friend Megan. Anybody recognize this, uh, this young actress? Greta Gerwig? Uh, world-famous director, Greta Gerwig. It was nice that uh, it looked like in this scene, both of these women got exactly the amount of pizza that they wanted, and that's always a nice feeling. 
What are you talking about? Just that there were no surprises. Nobody popped up and said, can I, can I get a bite of that pizza, please? Hmm. That's never happened to me. Yeah, I know. If anything, I like come across pizza. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. That always happens to me. Yeah. Happens all the time. Hmm. It happens almost every time we eat pizza together. Uh, they, they just have some girl chat over pizza. Uh, they talk about uh, the new place that Samantha is going to move into. Um, Do, Samantha, is this, is this where they say, or it might be earlier, where it's like, this place costs $300 a month? That seems super high for the 80s. That was a big-ass house, though. Yeah, but it. I don't I get it, but I mean- when did you, you get, ever pay three hundred for rent? I paid three fifty in rent when I first moved to Nashville. <laughs> With a roommate? Yeah, I had a roommate. It was like a—I mean, it was that shitty place that you guys saw, where the heater blew up inside the wall. That was a nice place. That was three fifty, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, we were living in 1980s pricing, dude. Fuck yeah. Three, I guess. Whenever we lived, the three of us, yeah, it was like two fifteen. Was like three fifty. I think it was like two twenty five yeah. between the three of us. Yeah, that would have made sense because with two of us, it was like three something. So yeah, I guess I wouldn't miss those days. Shit, <laughs> find that shit anymore. Yeah, I miss renting. <laughs> I miss renting for three hundred dollars. <laughs> AC's broke, fucking call the dude. Mm-hmm. And then the dude doesn't show up because you're only paying $300 in rent. Well, we got lucky our dude lived down the hall. So just go knock on the door. <laughs> he wanted to get away from his Lithuanian family as much as he could. So Two kids and his wife in that tiny ass apartment. Yeah, yeah I don't blame him. Uh, Samantha is a bit overwhelmed here with all the money the new place is going to cost her, and she's kind of freaking out a little bit. She brings up the babysitting gig and says that the dude never showed up. Megan says that she should rip all the signs down around campus so that Samantha's the only person that would get the job. Uh, She kind of brushes this off. Uh, We cut to Samantha. She's back in her dorm room. Her roommate is finally awake and she's messy as hell guys we can see that they're complete opposites on the upside though it does look like her roommate is into way cooler music she's got like a shitload of like punk gig posters all over her side of the of the dorm i don't know how that girl hasn't flunked out seems like all she does is go to concerts and and bang yeah so which chick are you hanging out with here I would be, I'd be hanging out with the normal girl, but I'd be like, oh, that girl's cool. (laughs) That girl's too, she'll punch me in the gut or something. You're hanging, you're both are hanging out with Samantha. I, Samantha does it for me. Mm -hmm. I'm hanging out with the, uh, with the rowdy one. With the friend? Yeah. The roommate or the friend? No, I'm not hanging out. Because a friend with, seems kind of fun. I'm not hanging out with Greta Gerwig. No. 
I would hang out. Dude, Greta Gerwig's character is rich as shit in this movie. Like, yeah. That's what she says. She never proves it. She's got a car. She's got a she's car. Buying pizza all the time. I got a car. I'm not rich. She's offering to I, have I buy her, pizza every her week. Sugar daddy. This is like 80. Or her actual dad, I that's, guess. That's eighties rich dude though. I mean Do we do we know why Samantha needs a new place? I, she's just trying to get out of the She doesn't like roommate situation. roommate situation. Yeah. I think she's just mad that she can't ever sleep in her own <laughs> dorm room. I mean you got to grow up. That requires a conversation, right? Or isn't there like a student issues facility that you can? I, I mean, I don't know. I only went to college for a year, so I didn't really learn campus like it. But she could. Her parents could pay more, and she could have her own dorm room. Yeah. It seems like she's putting herself through all this, though. I mean, like she's paying for a college. She's getting the money together for the new place. It's good. You guys are building her backstory for her. So mm-hmm. she's she invested. She seems self-sufficient, whereas Greta Gerwig, because doesn't Greta Gerwig say, like, my dad can give you the money? And she's like, no, yeah. I don't want to do that. So Greta Gerwig's just living off of family cash, whereas Samantha she, seems very much like, well, I got to get out there, I got to make some money. Greta Gerwig's having a good time in college. And then Samantha is like, I have to complete college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but why doesn't she have a regular job? Yeah, she could be slinging pizza because during the whole time of this movie, she doesn't go to class. I think she drops a paper off before she heads out yeah. to the babysitting gig. Yeah, that was kind of curious that she has like enough time in the day to wait on steps for like, well, it looks like three hours, the way the movie <laughs> puts it together. Yeah, there's, yeah. I, there's no Agreed. there's no scene where she's like, I have to get to class chemistry or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, or I'm not going to be able to afford this place on a waitress salary or something, you know? All right. We can see that Samantha is uh, very clean, very organized and tidy. Her roommate is uh, pretty messy. Uh, She comes back in. Her roommate is still asleep. So Samantha goes to the bathroom and has a moment. She cries. She turns on all the sinks. Do you need all the sinks? Waste of water, dude. Yeah. I mean, she's not paying for it. Uh, Or just take a shower. Just do a Tobias and (laughs) cry in the shower. Uh, She tells herself to get a grip. And then she goes back to her dorm room. Her roommate's awake. She tells Samantha that uh, someone had called for her. And she really message. needs one of those uh, cat hanging from a tree posters that says hang in there. Mm-hmm. That would You think that would brighten her day every day? Hell yeah. That's all she needs. Uh, some dude called and left his number. Oh, I thought you meant uh, Garfield being like, I hate Mondays. <laughs> He's pulling a big lasagna out of the oven. Were you a Garfield guy, Cron? Still am, dude. All right. Die, die hard. Mm-hmm. That's why he won't turn his laptop and let us see the rest of the room. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, gr- that's a poster he just read. Mm-hmm. It's all <laughs> Garfield memorabilia. <laughs> I got well, to make sure to- Make un- a note of that, Dan. To unplug the phone before we start recording so it doesn't you know, accidentally ring- All right, I 
I got some stuff in mind for that. Um, Samantha calls the number back. What are you doing? A Garfield category for the <laughs> your podcast? It goes to a message. Uh, she starts to leave a message, but then the man picks up. He immediately apologizes for not being there this morning. Uh, he states that things got hectic, and he spoke with another girl who was totally unreliable. I couldn't hide my horns. I mean, uh... <laughs> we don't know what what he is. He's just a man in need of some help. Who pronounces it advertisements. Advertisements. That's where I hang my advertisements. Uh, but he still is in dire need of someone to babysit. Uh, Samantha says, tonight? And dude's like, yeah. And he says, I'll pay you $100. Uh, Samantha's like, you know what? Yeah, I can do it. I can make that work. Uh, He says, you're saving me, and I promise to make this as painless as possible for you. Hmm. Uh, She says, I can always use the money. Hmm. Uh, Writes down his address. Hmm. That's a weird comment. Hmm. Didn't pick up on that one, Kron. What the? I'll make it painless. I've already seen this movie, and I knew where this was going to end up. All right, uh, we cut to Megan. She's picking up Samantha to take her, and they drive off into the night. She's taking her to the um, to the house here for the babysitting gig. There's some radio chatter about the upcoming eclipse that night. Big moment uh, there in that town with the eclipse going on. Megan, not a fan of eclipses, makes fun of it and asks Samantha if she wants her to stay with her because this place is out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Megan also shows Samantha that she pulled down all the babysitting flyers to help Samantha out. This Uh, is uh, Dan's second eclipse movie. That is true. After Apocalypto Bones. (laughs) Thank God. Thank you for telling me. So, uh, if you're listening, do them as a double feature. <laughs> this would also fit in with Kron's um, red sauce category as well. Pizza and blood. All right. Megan begs Samantha to stay with her. And she says, well, we'll see how it goes when we get there. All right, we cut to Samantha and Megan arriving at the house. Um, I don't, I don't like that. She would say yes, hang out with me. Well, I, I kind of get There's it. No she doesn't real... know. She doesn't know what the fuck's gonna these people are like. You know what I mean? He could have been like, "What the fuck are you doing here? You need to leave." And your answer is. We've never been out here, and she just, like, she has the car, and I'm doing the babysitting, and she's hanging out with me. Mm-hmm. We're splitting like, the cash. Take take it or leave it. Yeah. There's a very specific plan that they have that does not involve two girls. Well, they could pretty easily dispose of one. They They show that. If your plan doesn't have a contingency that allows for two girls... You're a poor planner. I'm always prepared for a two girls scenario. Oh, you better believe it. Mm-hmm. 
always, Dan. It could I happen. Three. It could happen. The reason I got three pillows on my bed, buddy. It could happen right now, dude. I'm prepared. I don't. <laughs> I think you think you could perform, but I don't think you could. Oh, I could perform. Don't you worry about me, dude. Samantha and Megan arrive at the house. They go up and knock on the door. Uh, Well, before this, they do make a comment about the Volvo that is in the driveway. Apparently, the Volvo. (laughs) Volvo. Sounds like somebody started to play in for a two-girl scenario. (laughs) Kron got me in the... Got me in the mindset there. Fucking Volvo in the driveway. (laughs) Oh, look at that shit. <laughs> I, I would point that out, too. <laughs> it's a red Volvo. Um, and Megan states, oh, safest car on the planet or some shit like that. They go up to the door, they knock. We got the old man. He answers. Samantha introduces herself and her friend Megan. The man says his name is Vincent Ullman. Such beautiful girls, he says with a chuckle. Tom Noonan. Tom Noonan, Heat. Tooth Fairy. Karan? Uh, yep. Last Action Hero. Last Action Hero, dude. Yeah, dude. You got it. Monster Squad. Monster Squad. Monster Dog, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's him. I fucking love his scene in Heat, man. Just that small little bit with him and De Niro. Uh, Bones just, forced us here. to uh, get stars. You just have to know. So we now have access to Stream Heat. Fuck yeah. Which I started the other day. Uh, they go in the house. They have a seat with Vincent. and He says he's glad that Samantha is helping him out. Uh, he'll be glad to get this night over with because the eclipse and all that. He explains that uh, RoboCop (laughs) two. They just got. Oh yeah, good call. (laughs) After he letterboxed it, Mm -hmm. did we remember what the name of that drug was? Did we? Yeah, I think we did that with Brantley. Nuke. Nuke. That's right. I know Uh, because I'm on it right now. (laughs) Fuck yeah! Oh, that's why you're ready for a side by side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a user, dude. (laughs) Nothing will make you fuck like Nuke, Mm -hmm. dude. I, I could mean, spot a Volvo in a driveway from a mile away, dude. <laughs> when, I, when I got the nuke in me. <laughs> that should be the name of that company. Sell more. Uh, he ex- that's, what, that's what Volvo means in Swedish, bro. Mm-hmm. What was the movie isn't where there, isn't there a Volvo commercial? Isn't there a hood ornament? Like a little... Like a... Vagina. Yeah, like a... Well, it's like the... <laughs> Circle with like the arrow. I I don't know if that's male or female, but yeah, it's saying like put the put the arrow in here. Mm-hmm. What was the and movie? And it's like if you open the gas, like to put the gas in, there's just a flashlight there. <laughs> different kind of gas. Mm-hmm. We had a movie where we had a vault a, a v- commercial. A movie with a Volvo commercial. Yeah, we reviewed one. Was it Cliffhanger? I don't know. I forget. Did we do was Unhinged a Volvo? 
maybe maybe was he chasing a volvo (laughs) yeah yeah it was because she's like i just have this old volvo and because the lady across the street got like a new van oh that's right that was the swedish guy who didn't understand the movie so this is my second (laughs) you don't need to make this a trend you don't need to keep trying to repeat yourself you guys do it all the you time. Only make, How many movies have you had with a, do a it, fucking do it, subway in it? It's a happy accident. Subway is a great place to have a climax, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people I've come in so. so many subway <laughs> restaurants. Yeah, people are trying to put the sandwich together, and it's like that's their new slogan. Oh, oh. <laughs> subway is a great place to have a climax in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just never mind. <laughs> I don't want to make that joke. All right, they sat down with Mr. Ullman here. He explains that they just got uh, into town, uh, that the town they lived in... Uh, or the town the joke that- was just asked Jared Fogle, <laughs> by the way. That wasn't that bad. I mean, he, yeah. he deserves it. Uh, he explains that the town that the girls live in <laughs> is a perfect town for astronomers. All right, is an astronomer's dream for these things. I'm talking about the eclipse. Megan asks if he's a teacher or an astronomer, and he just doesn't really answer that. He says, not exactly. Uh, he wants to have a word with Samantha in the next room. So he takes her over there. We leave Megan in the other room. He says that he can only pay one person and... Uh, Says that may or she says that or Mr. Ullman says that he can only pay one person, and Samantha explains that Megan is just her ride and that she'd be leaving. Uh, Mr. Ullman says he's not trying to be rude, but his wife is on edge about tonight. Samantha says that she understands. My wife is edging <laughs> me, <laughs> but he says, uh, "No, you don't. Please sit down." You don't understand me at all, lady. Uh, We cut to Megan in the other room here. She's trying out some candy. Put some in her purse. Samantha and Vincent explain. Or Mr. Vincent (laughs) explains to Samantha that he's not being totally honest and explains that he doesn't have a child. He explains that the job is for his wife's mother to watch over her. Would you guys be out at this point? I'd be reluctant, like she is. I think I'd be like easier. Sounds like it could turn sexy. <laughs> Got a hot mom upstairs. I'm not going to kink shame you, Karan. Karan is uh, horned up she tonight. Got a, she got a bedpan I got to change? No, nah, I'm not that old. Like a like a what, Cron? Like a hot forty year old. What would you call that? Uh, an attractive older woman, Dan. <laughs> Respectable. Not at all. Light her cigarette for her and pour her a brandy. <laughs> uh, Samantha says that uh, she doesn't really know anything about this type of work. And She'd gets start up, grading my paper, telling me all the stuff I got wrong. 
<laughs> Would you bring a paper? Oh yeah. <laughs> telling her what it, or telling you what it was like to live through the big one. <laughs> she drops a bunch of ethnic slurs <laughs> that you kind of have to ignore. <laughs> yeah. You're still I'm in. Gonna up, I'm not going to put up with this in the morning, but. Oh, yeah, because she's going to cook a phenomenal breakfast. Oh, you know you're getting a good breakfast. Uh, Mr. Ullman. You're oh. up at 4.30, though. Yeah, it almost, almost makes the, it's you, almost the draw for the experience. You've already pulled weeds and cleaned the gutters. Mm-hmm. That's a fresh fruit breakfast right there. Mm-hmm. Mr. Roman gets up quickly. Oh, Dan, you're right. There is a list of things that she's going to need done. Oh, yeah. Totally. That's, that's part of Could it. Could you take this downstairs for me? Oh, that, you come in that all, helps you? Coming all dirty from pulling those weeds. You got to show her how to use the air fryer and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's almost too specific, Dan. <laughs> the pressure cooker. She's scared of it. This is the 80s. They might have a pressure cooker. It's but probably pressure cookers in the 80s. Everything she's cooking is out of a fucking grease-lined cast yeah. iron. This is prime. My microwave was, what, 89? 88? I don't know. Check your microwave calendar. Karanya, <laughs> yeah, what is that? Yeah, my, mine resets to... What's it? When was it dated? When was it built? Was it... Mine resets to... March 15th, 1989, and then if I page down, it has a whole history on the microwave that I can read. I'm honestly surprised that we did not receive a picture this week of Kron's yeah. microwave. I thought about it, and it's actually, it's the one at my old house that would do that. I don't know uh, if the one here does, so. You left a microwave at your old house? That You're that rich? You were just like, I'll just buy a new <laughs> the one? The new one had a microwave in it when we moved here. So Bruce yeah, I left the old one. For anybody that skipped our end of days episode, and this show being fucking gargantuanly full of uh, inside jokes, Kron revealed that his microwave, his previous microwave, not only just had a clock on it, but but had a full calendar. Month, day, year. You had to set all of them separately. And only then would it allow you to heat up your food. (laughs) You rich motherfucker. Mr. Roman gets up quickly and a little aggressively, but he sits back down and apologizes. He says that he put babysitter on the flyer because no one would ever respond to elderly care. At a a fucking college, maybe try free beer. No, I'm saying instead of putting Okay. I was saying instead of putting up flyers for help at a college. Do it at like go, a I, or gas does he station? work at the college? Go down does to where the, at, go to where the AA meeting happens and put, put up a free yeah. beer flyer for elder care. <laughs> elder care, free beer nope, payment. That's what got me here. She lived through the big one, so she's not scared of anything. <laughs> He says the other girl that he talked to backed out whenever he told her the truth. 
he states that there's not a ton of uh, stuff that she needs to do um, about the mom taking care of her. He even mentions uh, horror movies here. These are the type of situations for girls her age because of the, the way that it's playing out here. Samantha agrees and says that there's a lot of weirdos out there. Uh, Samantha's not comfortable with this type of job and declines. Mr. Omen says that he will take, or uh, he will take it, and uh, or that she says, "What will it take for her to take the job?" And he offers her another hundred dollars. Then he ups it to three hundred for the night, and Samantha butts in and says, "How about four hundred? And we got a deal." Uh, we got a quick cut here to Megan beelining it out the house, pissed off that Samantha took the job. Uh, Samantha follows her outside. Speaks. Uh, Megan speaks the truth, like, "Yo, we said if these dudes were weird, we're out of here." And uh, you pretty much lied to me, Samantha. Samantha explains that the four hundred dollars for four hours of work would change a lot of things. That's first month's rent and then some. Um, Megan says it's too good to be true and agrees to pick up uh, Samantha at 1230. Megan takes off and Samantha goes back into the house. Gentlemen, we cut to Megan driving. She calls Sam a fucking idiot. And, but then she pulls off into a cemetery. You're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. Anymore. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, she pulls off into a cemetery for some reason. Uh, she tries to light her cigarette. Uh, then all of a sudden we get a we get a sweet car lighter here. Fuck yeah, guys. Haven't seen those in a while, right? Mm-mm. I have one in my truck. Dude, get a new truck, dude. The Ranger has one. <laughs> you conservative fucking Trump voter. It's, it's an old truck, dude. Yeah. With a fucking Trump 2024 sticker on the back it of it. It does not. Yet. As she's waiting uh, for the lighter to heat up, because uh, younger audiences, whenever you have a lighter in your car, you had to push it in and wait for it to heat up before you could light your cigarette. Kron, does your still work? Yeah. I've literally never used it. So, yeah, it works. Right on, dude. All right. Uh, I'll, she show, rolls, I'll show Bones when he's out here. Send us a picture. She rolls, Do you have, like, the little charger adapter for it? Do you use it for that? Uh, Well, you can put, like, a charger in there, but I just leave yeah. the cigarette thing in there. There's two of them. One of them is just open, and the other one... Has the cigarette thing. Oh, okay. Okay. They meant there's two <laughs> cigarette lighters. I was like, God damn. Well, if I got another one of the lighters, then yeah, I could. I there, so. there could be a driver's side and a passenger side <laughs> cigarette lighter. Fuck, yeah. No, babe, use yours. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes they, it as they got older, like as a person who has actually used them to light a cigarette, like... They would take a little bit. You'd have to hold it and and kind of really puff to get it to go. (laughs) 
Ace Ventura when nature calls, he uh he he pops it and then he throws it in that guy's lap in the other car. It's pretty great. You guys know I almost picked the mask for this. I would have I'll that would have been awesome. <laughs> Speaking of mechanics screwing you over. <laughs> All right, she rolls down her window. Uh, all of a sudden, we get a fucking Zippo that comes out of nowhere, scares the shit out of her. Some random dude just offers her a light. She freaks out a little bit. Uh, he says, here, you can light it. Uh, it's safer that way. She lights up the cigarette, kind of looks around and asks where the fuck he came from. Uh, he says, are you not the babysitter? No, uh, make- I'm the bus driver. driver. Uh, Megan starts to answer but this guy just shoots her in the fucking face brutally Uh, the car starts to roll off he gets in it and stops it and he decides to smoke the lit cigarette that she just lit up so this kind of uh, at this point you're wondering like what the fuck this movie is doing it's slow burning and it's kind of pulls you back in a little, I guess. Have a shot there of violence. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. It's good that they put this where they did in the movie, but... I mean, we'll get into it. It continues to slow burn from here. <laughs> like, it's kind of... You get one scene, and then you go back to the movie this was for the previous 44 40 minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like 33 minutes when they get to the house. Because I even paused to check like, holy shit, this is fucking third of the way in. Uh, We cut to Mr. Ullman giving Samantha half the money up front to ease her mind. Uh, He's giving out the local pizza place's number so she could uh, order herself a pizza. Mr. Ullman says mother is asleep and that she's prob- or she probably won't even see her throughout the night. She's pretty independent, but it's just in case of an emergency and to make sure that if anything happens, that to call the proper people to be prepared. He also gives her the phone number to the place where they're going to be that night. He starts to mention the pizza place again and stops and says that he's already said that and he... He's like, oh, my my head, I wouldn't be connected if I didn't have it. And he heads upstairs to get his wife. Uh, Samantha goes into one of the rooms and sits down on the sofa, the living room here. Uh, she overhears Mr. Ullman saying to someone, I've done everything you've asked. There's not going to be any more mistakes. No, this one, she's perfect. And after tonight, everything will finally be complete. So please stop worrying. I have it all under control. Uh, Samantha gets up as this is going on to kind of listen to the conversation that's going on upstairs. And, uh, she hears another noise and goes and sits back down on the sofa quickly. And, uh, she sits back and she notices a door open on the other side of the room on the level that she's on. And a woman walks in and checks herself in the mirror and notices Samantha in the reflection. She turns around and asks if she's here for mother. Samantha says, yes. And she calls her a godsend and introduces herself as Vivian. 
Uh, Samantha looks a little frazzled, and Vivian notices this and asks about it. Samantha says, uh, your husband said you were upstairs, but you're down here. And Vivian explains that she was in the basement looking for her furs. White people problems. She can't get used to the cold here. They're from a hot area, and they love the heat. They're from the desert. Ooh. (laughs) Spooky. Vivian comments. I get it. Vivian comments on what a beautiful young lady Samantha is, and she bets that all the boys are chasing after her. Mr. Ullman comes back downstairs. He's glad Samantha has met Vivian. They leave, and he doesn't fail to mention the pizza place one more time before they go. Don't forget to order that pizza. Okay, bye. <laughs> pizza, 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 pizza. Uh, Samantha watches him leave. Once alone, Samantha makes two calls to Megan to see if she's made it home yet. No answer. She leaves a message. Uh, she decides to order that pizza and has a little strange conversation with the pizza guy. Uh, she gets through the ordering process and he says he'll be there in 30. Then Samantha think, does. Doesn't she say, like, I want a small? And he goes, uh, we don't have small. We only have medium and large. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's funny. So you have small and large. Yeah. Pretty much. Our small and a large. Uh, Samantha does what every nosy college student would do in a big empty house. She explores every room. Our first on the first floor, she hits all the rooms, finds a pool Isn't table sus- in one. Aren't you immediately suspicious when he doesn't like take you up there and say, this is mother's Mother. room? This is the bathroom. Well, he said she was asleep, so. Right. But I mean, even still, I kind of show, like, this will be here. She'll walk to the bathroom. You know, like, in the event, maybe she fell in the bathroom. Like, you could try to sell it a little bit more, but I guess it takes away from the mystique of her getting to explore it, but. Yeah. At least show her, like, yeah, the area that his mom's supposed to be in and shit. Yeah. Or her mom, I guess. Or just crack the door open and be like. There's mother. See her? Don't mind her. Never mind. All right. She explores the first floor. Then she decides to hit the second floor as well. She hits an office. She hits the boy's room and uh, almost goes into mother's room, but she decides not to. Uh, She goes back downstairs, tries to do some homework, but quickly gets bored and turns the TV on, which is a news segment. Uh, another report about the eclipse that's going on, and the best time to watch it is midnight. First uh, fucking thing I do. Watch Turn TV. Turn on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Samantha gets bored with this, puts in her tape deck, and starts dancing all over this motherfucking house, y'all. The fix. The fix. She they hits- got two X's in their name. Yeah. It's fucking sweet. Check that, Cron. Uh, so do a shitload of the hardcore bands out there, dude. <laughs> X, stay strong, X. Yeah. Or just all the fucking, like, straight edge bands or whatever that... It's like, X, X, X. Stay strong forever. <laughs> Don't drink, fuck, or cuss. Mm-hmm. Um, Samantha dances all over this bitch. She hits the stairs. Don't drink, starts- be conservative. <laughs> but not to carry yourself. Love your family. Eat your vegetables. Call your mom. Uh, 
she dances all the way upstairs and she gets so into a gentleman that she uh, knocks over a vase every every nightmare when you go to a when you're house sitting or babysitting. And uh, we're gonna take a pee break. Oh shit! Sorry, Bones. What are you gonna say? Uh, it's all right. <laughs> we can pee. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're in the middle of The House of the Devil from 2009. Uh, we've had some walking, um, some talking, some college stuff, some pizza, uh, and a vase got knocked over. And Oh, yeah, and a lady got shot in the face. But um, that's about it. Coming to you on AM radio. That's what it feels like, right? Somebody, Gentle night out there. Somebody's going to be like, is this a true crime podcast? Uh, if you hang around till midnight, there's going to be a total eclipse of the moon. Yeah. Midnight is the best time to view that. Sam's been listening to this uh, podcast called stories that go nowhere or stories about nothing or something. To help, it's like designed to help you fall asleep. Does it work? It works for her, but the lady tells the story. She like writes a story, reads it, and then she reads it again much slower. And She's goddamn, probably... it is so fucking frustrating. She probably makes a shit ton of money. So I'm saying she's probably got like 8 million fucking listeners. Oh, at the beginning of it, it's like she's like, if you need um, a water bottle. Or a sweatshirt or pencils. You can check our website. I'll read the story once and then I'll read it again slower. And remember, you've done enough for the day. Now. And then she does that annoying thing. I can't stand it if it's a yoga instructor or anything that tells you, like, even when I'm getting my heart rate checked or my lungs checked at the doctor and they're like, big breath. And out, I'm like, I'm not done. I'm still breathing. Like, I'm bigger than you. I'm still breathing. And this lady does the, take a big breath in and out. Does your wife do this? I think so, yeah. (laughs) And she'll, like, if she doesn't set the timer, it'll play into the next episode. And I'm like, Sam, you got to turn it off. Like, I can't listen to the fucking ads and shit again. It'd be awesome if she went through all that spiel and then the story started and it was like blood ran down the walls. Oh, yeah. Oh, but it truly is like just ridiculous, like just such lame stories. But the way the woman, she was talking about like doing pottery. I pulled out my new block of clay and grabbed my wire cutters. And I'm just like, fucking get to it. Like, I, it isn't comforting to me. Like, fucking cut the thing and start doing the pottery. So like, you can probably hear me, hear me bitching about this. But. 30 minutes in, it just starts playing yeah. one of our episodes. <laughs> oh, that'll knock anybody out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we should just, let's just keep the show the same, but market towards people who can't sleep. Mm-hmm. Insomnia. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
challenge. Dan, try to do your next bit of notes as though you were trying to put somebody to sleep. Okay. She runs downstairs to grab a dustpan. That's good. We can't do this the rest of the episode. So <laughs> That's how I feel every night. Good read. Good read, though. And back upstairs and starts to clean it up. As she cleans, she opens the closet in front of her to reveal fur coats. Samantha says to herself out loud, she says these were in the basement. I didn't, we didn't need that. that yes, you do. That lying you, you need this, you need the photo, you need the flashback of the Volvo, mm, because yeah. there's so little that happens, people are asleep by this point, and they have, they're not paying attention. This is where Bones fell asleep. You, you have to, like, oh yeah, oh that's right, that's right. No, I don't think you need it. She finds a black trash bag at the bottom of uh, the closet here and starts digging through it and finds pictures of uh, some family members uh, or some families that are all together, of course, who took a picture. But she finds one with the family in front of a red Volvo that the Omens got into as they left. Samantha is a little freaked out here, so she goes downstairs outside and double checks. Just to that s- was the same Volvo that is in the photo. Mm-hmm. Paul, how'd you get in here? Yeah, how do you know this? <laughs> how do you do this? This is this is generic Swedish man who doesn't understand the Verhovens more like this. This is just a Volvo Swedish man. Dan, I'm pretty sure this is Dick Moss from. <laughs> No, he's always, he's also, it would be like this. Dick Moss, I love Amsterdam, dude. It's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not Dick Moss. Don't make me know the bit. It's not. <laughs> this was a callback to uh, Unhinged with the Falvo. Unhinged. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. One of my, Maybe it's about one of my time one well. of you correct, correct the rating of this movie. Unhinged? Mm-hmm. Yes. So when you uh, were I'm... blocking the canal scenes, did you think about the condoms going into the water full I of don't, shit? <laughs> I believe you don't understand that I'm not Dick Moss. I'm simply generic Swedish fan of Volvo. I mean, we're such big fans that we... Live our lives, live Moss Dick Moss. I mean, it's a saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, goddammit, it is me. We knew you were just being yeah. a you're fully guy. You're fully guy. Yeah, I can't. I can't do characters. I give up. What do you think of that that Beast movie you made? Uh, Caged, which is like a, the you same keep thing. asking me questions, and I want to leave now. I've been outed. Did you know you made two killer elevator movies? Two. I actually looked at one of them. You continue to this. talk this way. I might make a third. <laughs> All right. Speaking of an elevator to hell, let's get back into this. Um, Samantha goes outside to check. 
Of course, the car's gone. I don't know why. Completed she, um, after 25 years, Dick Moss's Elevator Trilogy. <laughs> it's the same movie. This time, it goes up. Um, she notices that there's a brown van parked outside. My expectations were really subverted. I thought maybe the elevator was going to drop. I feel like the elevator somehow <laughs> moving from side to side. It's like a Wonka Vader. Wait, didn't they make one about like an elevator and a devil? Yeah. Produced by uh, M. Night, right? Yeah. It's called Devil, I think. Elevators, man. All right. She sees a brown van parked outside. She goes back inside the house quickly. Uh, we get a quick shot from underneath the van here to the other side. There's a pair of boots on the opposite side of the van. I uh, drops a cigarette and puts it out. Back inside, Sam makes another call to Megan, but she doesn't answer because, of course, she got shot in the face. Samantha grabs a trusty kitchen knife and uh, goes into the bathroom to take a piss. She hears some thumping upstairs. How do you know? That's pretty quick. I mean, she gets interrupted, though. I mean, doesn't she put down? She puts down toilet paper, right? Yeah, but don't. Yeah, she's gonna be there for a little bit. She does that so she doesn't sweat and stick to the seat. She's gonna be there for a bit. Think this chick is dropping a. She's dropping. Oh yeah, this chick's pooping once a week. And the relief she's feeling. I mean, if you think things are going. see if these pipes can handle this. She shook it loose with that Walkman dance. (laughs) If you think things are going south, it's best to do this now. (laughs) If you're like, I either do this now or I have to do it in 45 minutes from now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You don't want to be found dead when a pile of shit in your pants. This is why she needs her own place. The monster dookie she's dropping. (laughs) Mm-hmm. She'd be the laughing stock of her fucking residence hall. She let loose like she needed to. As she's doing her business in the bathroom, she hears a thump from upstairs. Of her rock hard <laughs> shit hitting the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> like when there's not enough water in the bowl. <laughs> yep, it leaves that like fucking so naturally giant skid mark you gotta pee out. You gotta hold the you gotta hold the thing down a little bit to force a little bit more water and try to get a swirl. Yeah, we've all been there. It happens. And you think to yourself, I there's a, the brush is right there. I could brush this, but then the brush but, gets shitty. Yeah, but then yeah, the brush is then shitty, and then you're flushing and trying to beat the brush off on the side. We've all been there. <laughs> she hears a thump upstairs and heads that way. She slowly makes her way upstairs with the knife in hand. We got a nice little shot here with the lighting as she's coming up the stairs. Looks pretty cool. Uh, She makes her way over to the mother's room and asks asks if everything's all right. We, as the lucky, lucky viewer, get a sneak peek behind the door, which is the family from the photo that Samantha found, and they're all dead. The dad has been shot in the face. The mom's laying next to him. 
And the uh, cherry on top of all this is the boy laying in the middle of a pentagram with his chest cut open. Pretty gnarly. Yeah? Pull you back in, guys? You're you're into this type of shit, though, right? <laughs> oh, this fucking is, metal as fuck. This is every weekend, guy. Yeah, yeah they should have just launched into like, dun 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 <laughs> Is this what Hellcat. your like neighborhood witches are doing? Nah, you told us a few weeks ago nice, that you're you know. when you're bathing your son in moonlight. Yeah, you know, if you guys should really look into that. You should bathe yourselves so you're protected. I think it's a full moon tonight, Dan. Check your microwave. Does it have a lunar calendar <laughs> on it? It is a full moon tonight, Kron. That is correct. Yeah, I know. I read my microwave microwave. on. Do you want to see a full moon? (laughs) Yes, I do. Who will be the first to show this ass? An ass. Ah, Samantha hears another thump from the attic. She goes into the attic staircase. (sighs) Is the thick with two C's because the C's make a butt? I don't. Like if you is that what they're trying to do? Like if the C's are together, maybe yeah. it's just the way you say it. Thick could be a it wouldn't be this his thick. What penis. would you say, Cron? I don't know. It, it, sure, why not? Uh, with a nice little jump scare here, we get the uh, the doorbell going off, which makes Samantha jump out of her pants. Not really, but she gets scared and she runs downstairs, grabs the money, opens the door, throws the money, grabs the pizza and says, keep the change. You filthy animal. <laughs> you filthy animal. Cut to outside the door. I'm going to give s- you to the count of 10 <laughs> to get your load. Oh, good. Let- yeah, no good, low down, dirty keister, keister off my property. Off my property. Before I pump your guts full of lead. One, two, ten. That's pretty good. That's a great movie. Um, it's a five star banger right there, man. This is the same guy that I think he delivers- killed a guy named Snake Eyes. <laughs> I think I know him. This is the same guy that shot Megan in the face, guys. He creeps around, looks into the window, and heads off into the night. Back in the house. See, I stick around a little bit more. You would? Yeah. As the well, pizza guy? I mean, you gotta wait yeah, for I'm, what's coming It's a callback to my thing about how I just watch people. <laughs> through their windows oh yeah <laughs> i don't ever get a 360 come on a nice 360 buns thank you i thought you weren't allowed to discuss that while the case was still pending <laughs> litigation we trying to Different protect state. you there oh, right <laughs> back in the house samantha calls the number that uh mr ullman gave her but it doesn't work of course then she calls uh, 911 in a quick panic, but hangs up real quick. 911 calls her back and explain, or she explains it was an accident. She says, this is an emergency line only. Please don't do that. But are you okay? She says, yes. 
Do we know who this 911 operator was? Lena Dunham. Yep. <laughs> Cut to some. Who was it? That's Lena correct. Dunham. Oh, really? Crime oh, was shit. Right. I thought you were making a fucking. Nope. Like a Greta Gerwig connection. All that, right. That's a true statement, Crime. Is is he is Ty West in with them? Like is he He's in here, but I I don't I think maybe he got Greta Gerwig and then she probably roped in like Lena Dunham or probably okay. something like that. I mean well, Ty's in the movie as well. But the character that he says he is, I'm like, I don't fucking remember seeing any it's just like happy guy or some shit. I don't I don't know. Is that the... It might the be the dude that's... Roommates? Yeah, it might be... The boner buddy? Yeah, because he smiles at her, you know? Yeah. He's pretty happy. Wouldn't you? Oh, he smiles he after, smiles. too? Yeah. Kron, do you smile after? I told you. I told you both. People smile, dude. Not everybody's just fucking stone-faced like a fucking... I'm calculating as fuck, dude. Gargoyle during intercourse. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You guys look like a fucking tin type photographs. <laughs> Dan's doing cunnilingus on his elbow. Dracula. Shit. That explains the cancer. <laughs> I don't do it often, but when I do. You do it long, huh? It's an angel waterfall, let me tell you. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta go, I gotta change my shirt. Why'd you have your sh- shirt on? Nobody for wants that. to stick around today. Why'd you have your shirt on for that? When the moment hits, the moment hits, Cronhauer, you know. Take an extra second and get nude, dude. You just don't ever give your lady the benefit of the doubt. I mean, if it's, if it, there's enough moisture. It's like a birthday shirt. Yeah, the shirt might act as a bib, you know. Because then if you change, if you do something else, then your chest is all wet and then you get those titty farts, you know, where you're. I haven't got just kind of line up. I haven't got a call back in six months. But you're living off Marvel money now, dude. That's not as much as you think now. It didn't since there's 48 films. <laughs> what? Not enough money to go around? Yeah, everybody's yeah. getting in on it. Ro- I think I think Robert Downey Jr. took all of it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, why we're yeah. getting fucking Shrek, She Hulk. I used CGI. to. Um, He's hanging out with his dad a lot. He told me that he shits the bed a lot. Downey Senior? Yeah. Junior. Senior said that Junior shits the bed a lot? Yeah, all the time. Well, he was. Probably not anymore. He probably was like one whenever he said that. (laughs) Fucking loser shit in the bed every day. I never change a shitty diaper. That's my fucking not what my, real men do. My fucking broken one-year-old son who no, can't stop know. shitting all over himself. I already gave you all the energy that I had. Can you give me a glass of milk, please. 
<laughs> Still with the milk, buddy. Gross. All right. Hang on. I think you cut know. that milk out. No, your voice can come back. It better. 85%. It makes it better. Isn't it all... What, what movie? It's, it, it induces inflammation and phlegm, Isn't buddy. Isn't it already moisturized in there from the... Yeah. What movie are you talking about tonight? What... What acidic fluid are you getting down your throat that Listen, you need I wake milk up, to neutralize? I wake up. I have my gummy vitamin C. Didn't didn't he tell us his wake up routine last time? Mm-hmm. He woke me up. I was in bed asleep. This is all this guy thinks about his <laughs> his wake up routine. <laughs> I'm old. Wait. <laughs> Michael Douglas has the most strict fucking life routine. I'm telling you, I haven't had a call back in six months. What else am I supposed to do? Get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Quit drinking milk. I don't Go for a walk. Yeah, you know, these fucking idiots and my kids are calling me and stuff. I don't know. Is it 2%? <laughs> She's ringing my milk and I don't know. She wants me to go down on her again, so I don't know what I'm gonna do tonight. You guys have a beautiful night. Samantha sits down to eat some slices of pizza and watch uh, some horror movies on TV. But you know, she she turns it off before the horror movie starts. They. Yeah, I was gonna say she turns it off when it gets too scary. They say they're about to start get that. Frightmare Theater. I wanted to know what they were gonna play, and she's flipped the TV off, dude. Do you know what movie that was, Cron? I think it's like their, it's like their local shit. No, it's that's their an local programming from an actual famous movie. What are you talking? There's no movie. It's there, a yes, news- there is. She the- watches part of this. Fucking zombie movie. This is where Cron Howard fell asleep. Yeah, I missed it. (laughs) It's Night of the Living Dead. I thought there was turn the channel. There was a part. Leave the TV on. What were you gonna say? There's a part where they say we're about to start Frightmare Theater, and she turns the TV off. That's after the eclipse report. Yeah. And this is whenever but she gets she, the pizza. She turns it back she turns on. It oh, back on. Oh, I didn't make notes of this. <laughs> Did you I make any I notes? I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I wrote down the Frightmare Theater thing. Clearly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> she turns we were it doing off. doing good. Because it gets too scary. That could have um, been the second movie on Frightmare Theater, though. We might have missed the <laughs> the opener. <laughs> Would somebody please look up um, Frightmare Theater from 1983 in Connecticut, I believe. Channel 13. Well, I know it wasn't down in Louisiana. <laughs> Cajun Cron. Yeah, you guys don't watch that spooky stuff oh, down there. Oh, we can't watch it with all the voodoo we got going on down here. Hell no. It's scary enough down here in the bayou. What do you guys watch? Um, I'm getting numbers back. Everybody loves you, dude. Yeah. Oh, that, that cheers my little heart up. My heart is so small. What do you? Well, you're so big. Your heart seems small by comparison. Mm-hmm. Can't keep up. What have you been doing today? 
Cajun oh, crime. Oh, I ate a little gumbo. I ate a little uh, beignet. <laughs> I had nice. a I had a quart of Cafe Du Monde coffee. Are we gonna have every guest tell us their daily routine now? Oh, I I got a little two percent milk. Oh, you're a milk guy too, huh? Oh. All you did was eat and drink today. Is the gumbo so spicy? You got to use the milk to kind of. It's a it's a milk based gumbo. <laughs> it is disgusting to say a word. <laughs> Sounds like it. It is awful. God awful. Uh, Canadian Crown, you know, or Canadian. Fuck. Cajun Crown. Cajun Crown. Oh, you know, that's way up north. I don't know any. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. That's a different world to Cajun Crown. I was going to ask if you knew anything about the devil, sir. I mean. Oh, I know a mighty bit about the devil, Dan. <laughs> and, and what would that be, sir? Oh, just that he steals my fan boat. <laughs> but he brings it back? Oh, he brings <laughs> He's not too. He's misunderstood. He's he going to bring that fanboy back when he's done. All right. So he's got to check up on the hoodoo house. All right. Uh, well, thanks for stopping in, Cajun Crown. Well, I'm uh, hardly done. <laughs> Don't you tell me to leave. <laughs> me, me neither. Me neither. I'm hardly done. Well, I can go. I'm, uh, I'm going to go get a big old bowl of 2% gumbo. <laughs> Uh, bring something next time you come in. I mean, we'll try it out. All right. Uh, I'll talk to you boys later. Etouffee Bones. Yeah. Etouffee Dan. Etouffee <laughs> there, Cajun Etouffee, sir. Uh, Samantha starts to taste something funny. So she fills up her water bottle. Probably 2% gumbo. <laughs> might be. She fills up her water bottle and takes a few swigs out of that and still seems like it's... Tasting a little funny to her there. Uh, she hears some of the. Uh, she hears the pipes hissing. Uh, she goes upstairs to investigate. Naturally, she goes into the bathroom, takes a look at the sink, turns around, takes a uh, look at the tub, and there's uh, giant clumps of black hair in there. Ooh, scary. Uh, she hears another thud from the other room. She goes into the attic stairwell, stairwell, and starts up. She reaches the door. And uh, reaches up for the string to turn on the light bulb. And as she pulls it down, she trips the power in the whole house. Samantha starts to freak out. She sees a light from under the door and feet approaching. Not sure how, because it's dynamo. <laughs> Still got electricity. Sucked all the power out of the house, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the door starts to open here. Where we can it's see gotta, some hands. Got to power his helmet up. <laughs> uh, but the, but Samantha starts feeling very groggy and light in the head. And before she can uh, see who it is that's coming out of the door, she passes out. Uh, we got to some flashing shots of the, the blood moon here. We got a lit candle. And then some flashes of Samantha's face. She's tied up. And she's tied down to a giant pentagram. Uh, she bursts awake uh, with our score blaring as she screams and tries to free her limbs away from the ropes. I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. 
As she struggles, our satanic cult, they make their first appearance here. Uh, we have the guy that shot Megan. The omens show back up. And a disfigured, horrible-looking woman. They're all in black cloaks. Very. You uh, broke our vase, Samantha. <laughs> very satanic uh, looking here. Uh, the disfigured, ugly woman lifts up Samantha's uh, <clears throat> gown that she's wearing here and makes a pentagram out of blood around her belly button. Pretty talented. Uh, she then cuts the side of her wrist. And- it takes her a few dips of blood. Oh, yeah, you know, you know. she's looks like she's mean. done it before. I'll just say that. Yeah. Uh, our disfigured woman here uh, sticks a knife into the side of her wrist and pours the blood into the top of a goat skull. Uh, she then lifts the skull. And, and she goes hardcore, dude. She goes, you know, suicide slice. She's a, she's a real Satanist. We'll say that. Yeah. Uh, she then takes the skull, lifts it up, and pours the blood into Samantha's mouth. Uh, of course, Samantha freaks out and uh, starts to thrash now, all over the place. That yeah. was it. <laughs> this is too far. This is. I've had it. Uh, this is not worth four hundred dollars. This is the moment where it's bad. You at least could have paid me six for this. Uh, she, or a Klondike bar. <laughs> She manages to get one of her hand free and scratches the shit out of the uh, the ugly witch's face here and gets her hands other hand free and gets her feet free as well. She gets, Satanist, you gotta get your knots figured out, people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there weren't boy or girl scouts in mm-hmm. this uh, these group of you Satanists. You gotta get your knots figured out. That or go to a chain. And get what? tougher skin. I mean... <laughs> Almost... Yeah. It almost sounded like um, Kim Hinkle was saying, get your nuts right there. Hmm. Uh, she manages to get up, and with the knife that the- uh, This is too dark for me, quite honest. <laughs> oh, shit. It's Mr. Hinkle. Kim, what's this been is so too, long? too far. Man, where are you at these days? Yeah, man, where you been? Living off the grid. Oh, I thought I bought a t- I bought a tiny home with my Netflix money and well, it kind of sounded like you had a windfall there, and I, I guess it all it netted you was a basically a different trailer. Well, it petered out, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Netflix just there's not enough money to go around. Yeah, too many shows and movies now. It's Shit. a pump and dump. I'm telling you, they build you up, and then last time you were, you were here, you were singing their praises. You had the number one movie. Two. Number two. Oh, sure. Yeah, remember that whole bit where you didn't understand number two work? <laughs> um, so there's been tons of cuts and stuff with Netflix. Are they still going to do uh, the sequel to Texas Chainsaw? Probably. Probably without me. Probably some bitch-ass loophole that they got. <laughs> I mean, you they kind of have to have you. I mean, you're the you're the guy, you know? Sure, I'll get a, you know, based on character, yeah, some bullshit. Yeah. Dan is right. You're the guy. When people think Texas Chainsaw, they think Kim Hinkle. He wrote it, Kron. I'm just saying, it, probably not the first name that comes to mind for me, Dan, but. I'm on Team Hinkle here, I'm just saying. Well, I need your guys' help to change that. You guys got the outlet for me to, you know, 
We need a grassroots campaign. Maybe um You running for president or Hmm. I mean you did Maybe. flirt with Texas governor uh Matthew whenever that Yeah, Matthew, he's still <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. He's he's out there talking to, you know, kids and guns, but Yeah, he's talking to guns. <laughs> He talks right at him. He'll put the gun right up to his mouth. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> it's scary. Hold on. I need a sip of sweet tea. All right. I can keep talking now. What what a varietal of sweet tea is that? <laughs> did you uh, did you leave it out this in the some sun cheap today? Ass, this is some cheap-ass Lipton. <laughs> How the mighty have fallen since... <laughs> Yeah, it ain't no no Louisiana for me anymore. Oh my gosh, Mr. Hingle, are you smoking again, sir? Never stopped. Uh, oh, I thought you quit at one point. Yeah, my truck still got two or three cigarette lighters in it. Wow. I'm glad to hear that. I mean, looks like every- you've uh, moved down to uh, American Eagles, though. That's. <laughs> looks like. Rough times over at the... It's a lateral move. No. It's a lateral move. Yeah, man, when's that next uh, Netflix check coming in? Not soon enough, buddy. Did you, Have you seen The the House of the Devil? Or It put me right to sleep. Mm-hmm. Really? I'll be honest with you, yeah. No chainsaws, you know? No chainsaws. Not enough fun commentary on influencer society for you not at all i mean you like this girl i don't want to see nothing happen to her i mean she's she's a pretty good uh final girl i mean i would have beat the shit out of her for breaking that fucking vase but (laughs) i wouldn't kill her that's a big no-no huh yeah i just tell her to go get a stick she knows which one she knows which tree we get sticks off of well she better pick the right one (laughs) I mean, well, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't come in here with some bullshit thinny one. Mm-hmm. And then you try to outsmart and bring a big one. You think that ain't going to get no whip. I'll hit that lower lumbar. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You are a violent man now, Mr. Hinkle. Well, this is what we used to do. It's discipline. What do you think that new movie was about? These kids ain't got no discipline. Sure. <laughs> so, what do you think the original Texas Chainsaw was about? Yeah, make, uh, making crazy those kids shouldn't have been there. The making smart mouth kids pay is what it's all about. Yeah, man. Have you thought of that's uh, why Leatherface so pissed at the end because that girl's laughing at him. Have you thought of she learned her goddamn lesson? Have you thought of maybe tackling another property outside of the Texas Chainsaw universe? I mean, yeah, you, maybe you, another movie that doesn't have anything to do with Texas or listen. A chainsaw. You ever go into a restaurant and they got a giant ass menu and you just know that they don't do anything good? Mm-hmm. And then you go to another restaurant and they just got a little fucking post it note. I'm sorry to slur. And that. <laughs> and you know that they do those four things good. Well, I'm. Even I'm 400% better than that restaurant because I just do one thing okay. Right. And that involves movies with chainsaws. Mm-hmm. Texas chainsaws. Oh, so even more micro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever thought about moving it to like another state, like New Hampshire chainsaw? 
How about the New Hampshire Hammer Massacre? Oh, that's nice. It's a good one. Mm. You can have that one, sir. Mm-hmm. You think about that, and you you get back to us what you come up with next time. Well, let's We're just let's workshop this. You got Kentucky Kentucky knife stabs. Yeah, yeah, knife Ma- fights. Missouri machete. Missouri machete. Um, Nebraska nunchuck. Oh, we're done. We won't beat that. <laughs> Although you can't show that movie in in uh, the UK, though. Yeah, uh, Crossbow, Colorado. Hey, there's a hey. There's a new leadership coming in to old, to old Great Britain. So I, I yeah, bet you the know, I bet the nunchuck band gets lifted. Maybe maybe the king will make that happen. Yeah, that's King Charles first. Uh, what do they do? Uh, Royal decree. Royal decree. When they wave their hand, they got that fancy hand. <laughs> I think he comes out in a crown and he's got a big scepter. That shit won't fly down here, boy. You start waving your hand around. <laughs> All right. All right. People Mr. think Hickle. something else, you know. I think there's a little more uh, something something in that iced tea tonight than uh, what we think. It's a little late. Yeah. It's a little late for me. All right. You you come so, back. Court of tell us, in there. <laughs> tell us what you came up with uh, for that Hammer Massacre movie and, and, and we'll, we'll shoot the shit. The Massachusetts Mace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just an old lady just spraying little kids in the face. Sure. That might be cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm losing the accent, so let's move. I'm going <laughs> to get out of here. All right, uh, Mr. Kim Hinkle, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thanks for stopping in. A star-filled night here on the Five Day Reynolds podcast. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Quality dip there at the end, though. That was... Yeah. We should have should have led with Hinkle. Yeah. All right. Samantha manages to get Don't her. Don't agree to that. He should have been Come the on. cold open. <laughs> Samantha manages to get her hands on, free. Man. Scratches the shit he out tries. of the face of this ugly witch. Gets her feet free. Gets up and manages to stab Mister Ullman in the fucking stomach with the sacrifice sacrificial knife that the uh, that our disfigured witch was using there to pour the blood in. Uh, she runs to a corner of the basement. The man that shot Megan tries to grab her, but Samantha pokes this motherfucker's eye out and runs upstairs, trips over Megan's dead body and says, Megan, how do you know? She doesn't have a face. Uh, You're making me crazy. <laughs> but she grabs the kitchen knife from earlier as she, um, as the one-eyed guy now breaks upstairs and tries to grab her. Samantha heads upstairs to the top of the floor. The one-eyed guy follows her with his pistol. She gets into the hallway. He follows her up, meets her on the other side of the hallway. There's he's got an advantage way. now because he's only got the one eye, so he doesn't have to close the other. Like he, his aim's going to be. It's a good shot. You ever yeah. seen a one-eyed guy shoot? And then he shoots her right in the fucking shoulder. Pretty good. As, good. as he approaches, Samantha manages to swing the kitchen knife across his throat, and naturally it kills him. She runs for the attic as Mr. Ol- or Mrs. Ullman comes upstairs. Samantha gets into one of the rooms, into the attic. She starts having some uh, horrible pain and flashing visions of the uh, disfigured witch there. Oh, I wish I had gotten that shit out earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back. It's the shocks, huh? 
Uh, Mrs. Ullman has entered the room. And as this is going on, she looks at Samantha's stomach and starts uh, starts, starts to get covered with some black lines all over it. Mrs. Ullman says it's happening. No matter what you do, it can't be stopped. Mrs. Ullman heads over to the window to bathe in the moonlight and pray to Satan. Uh, But as she does this, Samantha gets up and stabs her in the back. She falls down. There was... There looked to be a fireplace in the corner, and oh man, I got excited. <laughs> no, Thought we were getting another fire poker. We just got another eclipse. Uh, she falls down into a pile of, a pile of her own blood and dies. Uh, How about the Florida fire poker? <laughs> <laughs> that would work too, Mr. Hinkle. Do they hit, okay. have a lot of fireplaces down there? I think it's a pretty warm climate. That's what makes it so northern part micro and extreme. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's uh, send us a draft. We'll workshop. Send us yeah. a draft. We'll let you know. Okay, we'll take the red pen to it. Uh, Samantha heads back downstairs, but before she does this, she grabs the gun from our uh, our dude here that she killed earlier. Smart move. She tries to call nine one one, but gets hit with the flashing visions of their ugly witch here again. She takes off running out of the house, but Mr. Omen follows her, begging her to wait so he can explain what's going on. Nerd. Um, Samantha Hyde tells it the fuck out of the house and into the graveyard next to the house, of course. Uh, she runs out of energy and Mr. Omen catches up to her and explains that they are calling her and that it's a sign and he's calling for her, meaning Satan. He tells Samantha he's just a messenger and that he can die because it's already been done. It's coming at any time. You just have to get used to it. Samantha then realizes this, turns the gun to her own head, and shoots. She falls to the ground. Bold strategy. Hey. I'm not going to join him. Fuck it. She does something right. (laughs) Uh, We fade to black. should have shot yourself at the beginning of a movie when you were... Mm -hmm. Just fucking saved us all an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, we fade to black. We cut to the news reporting about the eclipse being shorter than expected. Some unexplained events. We pan through a hospital till we finally reach Samantha's room. A nurse gives her a shot and says that she's going to be fine. And then pays or pats her on the stomach and says, you're both going to be fine. Meaning what? She has Wait, what, dude? a baby. Where's your fucking kid, dude? Yeah. It's in her stomach, guys. Wait, wait. Um, I, when we were talking earlier, dude, you said it was just a shit turd that was stuck in her gut. Baby the whole time. Whoa. Dude, oh, I gotta watch the movie again, dude. End credits on The House of the Devil from 2009, directed by Mr. Ty West. Gentlemen, do we want some more research? There's not sure. much. Released in November of 2009, had a budget of 900k. That's an estimate. A, wow. bo- a box office of just over 101k. Uh, the movie takes place in either 1984 or 1983. It was all shot on 16 millimeter film, which was very popular in the 80s to give it its retro style. Maybe that's where all the money went. Mm-hmm. And it was only shot in 18 days. Uh, That's really well, all I got. 
That I believe. Well, Carpenter shot Prince of Darkness in 30, so. <laughs> That's really it. Green slime in this movie. Gentlemen, nothing too crazy out there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was House of the Devil from 2009. Final thoughts, gentlemen? Are we going to save it for Rate My Letterboxd, uh, the internationally famous game that we all play? Let's save it, bro. Yeah, I think we save them. All right. Well, are we ready to move on to Rate My Letterboxd? Yes, sir. Rate My Box. Cron, would you like to go or you want me to go? Uh, I'll go first. Why not? Would you guys like to hear the... Oh, yeah. Let's hear the average score. At the time of our review for The House of the Devil from 2009, directed by Ty West, the Letterboxd user rating is sitting at a 3.5. Hi. I mean, higher than, like, a lot of the movies that we review. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I'm going to guess... I'm going to give Dan a three. I'm going to give Bones a two on this one. Dan a three, Kron a 2.5. I'm going Bones a two. I'm going Kron a three. Uh, all right, guys. House of the Devil. I think I would be... I mean, I was kind of on the fence the whole time between 2.5 and 3. I think I'm going to land at a three on this movie. Um, it definitely is slow burn. I mean... I wrote in my notes at one point, this is slow burn, but it might be a little too slow on the burn here. Um, I feel like by the time this movie really ramps up, you're at like an hour 15 and the movie is an hour 30. I mean, it's all one big buildup to the end. Um, I do think it's interesting to compare this to Prince of Darkness because it's like, I would call that a slow burn, but that's almost divided like, Hey, when we get to 45 minutes in, we're switching over to a horror movie. Like, you got to give the people what they came in the door for. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess I'm going to land on three because I really do appreciate, like, the visual aesthetic of this movie. I like that it's kind of a a very throwback feel and that they managed to capture that, that look as well. Um And I don't know. I don't think this is the most exciting movie in the category, but I do definitely think this is probably one of the earliest of kind of the slow burn revival. Like, I don't know if you would have a lot of what A24 has made in the last 15 years without this movie coming before it. So um, I think, you know, for that reason and the overall look, I'm, I'm going with a three. So that's where I'll end. Does Bean agree? Bean 
I don't know if she watched any of this movie, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm giving this thing a... Um, let's break it down this way. Um, this is not my final score. So I'm giving it a, a 0.5 in addition to what I want to give it for the sake of how good it looks and capturing the feel of, of what they were trying to call back to. That being said, this to me is, this is a short film in that it should be a 35 minute, 40 minute movie. There's really not enough here to fill out 90 minutes. I don't know if that's supposed to be part of the charm, uh, but I think it works against it. Another thing that I think works against it is the some weird perspective shifts. You're with Samantha for so long, and then you get these two inserts with um, the Megan scene, which seems almost like a note. Like, hey, you need to show her being killed at 40 minutes because we need something because this thing is so slow. Um, and then also, like, the reveal of the family I thought was kind of an, an odd choice to kind of pan over and show that. You're with Samantha so much that I think you need to stay with Samantha for me to be stuck in it. So I I had a really tough time. Sticking with this movie, this was probably the the most painful watch for me. Um, it was one of those like I had to throw my phone across the the room because I like kept wanting to reach for it. I multiple times just sort of lost focus of the whole thing and had to like, all right, I need to back it up because I missed that. Um, I, I'm gonna go with two. It, so like I said, it, I, when I was done, I was like, all right, I'm at 1.5. I need to try to convince myself otherwise. And and thinking about just the aesthetic and that, I thought Samantha's performance is good, but um, even Tom Noonan and some of the other people, it just seemed odd. I don't know if that was the writing. I, so I'd be interested to see what, what Ty, like I, I might even look up and see, is there an interview with Ty West kind of talking about this? Maybe he was going for something even extra, but I still think you can kind of call back and be entertaining, but 2.0. All right, gentlemen, uh, the house of the devil is a slow burn. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I'm a fan of the slow burns. Unfortunately, um, I thought our main character, Samantha did a wonderful job in this film. I love how Mr. West played with some of the tropes of horror movies in this film. Uh, she turned off the the parts of the horror movie when it got too scary. Uh, Mr. Ullman mentioning like, oh, this is even kind of like a horror movie type thing with the young girl like that. Um, I liked the uh, the tour of the house. He kind of plays it creepy on her first tour, like a, a horror movie, a haunted house movie. And then on her second tour through the house, she's literally dancing through it like uh, this, you know, this is just a regular fucking risky business scene almost. Um, 
So I liked how he played with that. I liked the look that he got, of course. I'll agree with Kron, the House of the Devil, when this came out, was a resurgence of like the, oh man, we missed the fucking 70s and the 80s. And we did start to see a lot more throwback and films like that after this had came out and had some success. Um, but yes, it is slow. Uh, I think it needs a little bit more. They have the Megan kill shot there to kind of, they have a few moments where you have to kind of drag it back into, yeah, this is still a horror movie. So, uh, I'm, I'm a three. I'm, I thought it would go up, but nah, I think at a three is where, where it should be. But I enjoyed it. All right, guys. Uh, House of the Devil would have an average score from the three of us of a 2.67, including the average letterbox, which was 3.5. This would end up at number 42 on our big list. Guys, this is right below an incredible movie, The Lawnmower Man, at number 41. And it is right above uh, The Hunger at number 43. That is House of the the Devil, number 42, out of the big list of 78 movies. (sighs) Not bad, not bad. Some slow burns work for me. I don't know what it is. I there's such a negativity that comes out of me a lot of the times that I watch it. Where it's not because I knew I, when I picked this movie, I was like, Bones is gonna have a tough time with this one. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I mean, but my negativity as I'm watching it will come out as like this. You just wrote half a movie. You wrote half a movie and you're just filling it with, with shots and the excuse of like, Oh, it is a slow burn and we're going to let you just sort of live in this. And then we're going to dump it all on you. But like you have me for an hour and a half, two hours. Like I don't, I didn't, the impact of the last 15 minutes isn't made worse or better by the preceding time for me you know so like you said like i do think it needed a little bit more like the witch at least opens up with like the fucking witch like you see some shit and you're like all right i'm kind of fucking into this and as much of a slow burn as it is there's enough to like keep you periodically engaged this literally has like i I wouldn't mind the dancing scene if you didn't open with a three-minute scene of just her walking across the campus. Like, you got to sort of pick and choose that for me. But and but I want to be fair. Like I was saying, I want to be fair to what they're trying to accomplish. And I always try to preach, like, did they accomplish what they set out to do? And I think it's pretty obvious that he did. So. I mean, I, I do think it's interesting to compare this to Prince of Darkness just because it's like, I would say that movie for the first 45 minutes almost is just B 
big ideas, you know, and it's like that even gets mixed into the last half of it as well. But I don't know. It's just so much more like well-crafted. You know what I mean? It's like much better paced. It keeps you interested. It gives you like enough weird um, horror visuals along the way to keep you plugged into the movie. Whereas this is just kind of, no, I'm going to build and build and build and build until the last 15 minutes of the movie, you know? Yeah. Edging. Yep. Well, and Prince of Darkness, like you said, it builds up those big ideas, but it, it it's also using that as the foundation. So when you get to what starts to happen, it, it helps you get there faster. Mm-hmm. Like this movie required like the title card at the beginning to explain like all the stuff about satanic cults. Right. I'm not saying you fix it, but you could have had stuff. She could have been in class and they could have been talking about satanic cults or they could have been more of a buildup about the eclipse Mm -hmm. and add some mystery to that. There is nothing for 30 minutes like it. There's no creepiness until she's on the phone with them. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing to kind of. And again, I think that just goes back to what he's really trying to do. He's trying to be as vague as possible and then throw it all you like throw it at you all at once. But by the time I got to that and her waking up, I was just so I was like, there's fifteen minutes left. Like, where is this gonna go? Whereas end of days <laughs> We've already had said. Eight, Enough said. Eight storefronts blow up, a helicopter. Uh, Fuck yeah. 18 A um, guy tossed around a bathroom. Yeah, it fucking sets you up, man. A fucking mother-daughter side-by-side. Uh, Bones, where did we land on Rate My Letterbox scores? Ah. Uh, you both got a dose. Bones got a 1.5. All right, guys, heading into the review show, um, looks like I'm going to get that first pick. I've got a 20.5. I will be followed by Dan with a 17. And finally, Bones with a 16.5. Is 20.5 the highest score so far? I think it is. Like, of a round? I don't know. I would, uh, I, I guess so, because, you know, we had... Brantley and Nick for three movies, so that increased like there was a whole other point available, you know. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Where where did they finish? <laughs> uh, Brantley would be in fourth place with an eleven, and Nick in fifth with a nine point five. If um, I keep going back to the listener because I'm like, in my mind, there's probably hardcore horror nudes or horror nudes, horror dudes coming for and horror nudes coming for House of the Devil. We had uh, the horror draft guys on for an entire category and absolutely put me to shame and rate my letterbox. I am actually considering emailing Brantley and saying I'm out of honor. I'm going to give you one of my rounds so let me see what what he says if he listens to this well because this won't be out beforehand but there's a chance that one of my moves will be um, a horror draft decision we'll see what they say i mean just just to be clear like 
Brantley has an 11. You have a 16.5. He has 67% of the points that you do, and he's missing an additional five movies. Listen, there's a part of me that wants to have uh, incredible shame about my poor performance. There's another part of me that wants to go, well, this should be also reflective of how terrible you guys rate movies, right? Like, there is a straight line to that. Sure. Also, you guys Captain will, like, heart. shit talk a movie, like, this movie's really fucking slow, and blah, and then go, 3.5. Mm-hmm. It's no, okay. Nobody gave it a 3.5. Right. Or we'll talk about how fucking great a movie is, and Dan's like, eh, I needed more. It's like... More what, dude? I brought you titties and action and yeah, two. Guy getting his head punched in. You're like, it didn't work for me. It's fun, man. I'm have I have a blast with this. So I think it's funny. Well, there's only one thing left to do, guys. As we've right. closed up Black Magic here, Cron Howard brought us this category with Prince of Darkness. Bones brought us End of Days, and I brought you The House of the Devil. And we got to marry, fuck, kill him. Um, huh. You're going to go, Bones? Oh, no, no. I was okay. taking a breath. and Marry, fucking kill. Um, this is a tough one. I think I'm going to kill... The House of the Devil. I'm going to fuck End of Days, and I'm going to marry Prince of Darkness. Same. Hmm? Yeah, exactly the same. I mean, you got to that might be a first. You got to marry the Carpenter, and then End of Days is just like I gave End of Days and House of the Devil the same score, but. One of those movies is a much funner watch than the other. So if I was going to revisit yeah. between the two, I'd know where I'm landing. Well, that was easy, boys. Unanimous. Category. Unanimous. Well, there we go, folks. Uh, Black Magic. If you're not caught up, get caught up. Join the Discord. Follow us on Letterboxd. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're all out there. Rate and review us, please. It helps us out. Um, Anything else? Got some big news coming out soon. Uh, Stay tuned for that. Yeah, we'll uh, talk about that soon. We'll be ready to announce that soon. But um, other than that, we'll see you all again for a rewind show. And then a five-star banger. And then we'll go back into regular scheduled programming. But as for me, I'm Laundry Dan and uh, Hail Satan. Cyber Christ lives. Crash and burn.